Today's daf is daf lamed, and we'll begin with halacha gimel. Hamadle et agepen amikzat apifariot. What that means is we've taken, as you can see in the picture, we've taken our vine and we've trellised, we've sort of, we've hung it over or trellised it across a trestled frame, I think it's called, um, which is basically a frame on which the vine is going to eventually keep growing across. And we've seen this this one in Bechemet one Yerushalayim, Yerushalayim, just by um, I think by whatever it is, isn't that, they have that, they have that, they have a vine trellised over a frame, I think it's like that, if I'm not mistaken. Um, I'm in in Bechemish, it's been a while since I've been there, but I think that's what they have. So the Mishnah says, You're not allowed to plant anything, any grain, under the part of the frame itself, that has not yet had the, even, even though the vine has not yet reached that part of it. Mm. Okay. So in other words, it's almost like the entire frame itself becomes battle to the, uh, battle to the vine and you can't plant, plant anything underneath it. Now, under where the vines are, that's vada. That's obviously you can't plant anything underneath where the vines are hanging. These are the parts where the vines aren't even reached yet. So he says, however, if however you did plant in that area that the vines haven't reached, we say, look, it doesn't make it us. In other words, you shouldn't do that. Okay? Uh, meaning, why? Meaning, that frame is not considered a vine. We're conscious that the vine is going to eventually continue on there. Therefore, we say we're not allowed to plant underneath it. However, however, if you obviously, if you planted under that region where the vine has not yet reached, and then the vine grew over it, then it would make it us. Okay, next. Similarly, if someone trained or put their uh, vine over Mikzat Ilan Sarak. Now, Ilan Sarak normally we translate as being a non fruit bearing tree. I'll explain that what that means in, 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 um, towards the end of the Mishnah, because in this context, Ilan Sarak is actually debated. But for this, so why is that? Because someone would regularly mavatel, if you like, their Ilan Sarak to the vine. So therefore, even underneath the branches of that tree that the vine has not yet grown, we say that one cannot plant there either. So it's like this, this, this trestle, whatever, this frame. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, trellis or trestle, I would get confused with two terms, but let's continue. If someone then, however, tr- starts training some of his vine, um, on part of a fruit tree, then we say, then the, underneath the branches or the regions of those that the vine has not yet reached, we would say you could plant underneath it because we say that, that we don't mavatel a fruit tree completely to a vine, the entirety of it. However, that's mutar. Hits, sorry. And what does it mean, mutar? Twice mutar? What does it mean? Mutar al tachat hamutar. What does that hamutar, mean? Meaning the ex, the part hamutar, the, 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 the remainder. The remainder right. part that the vine hasn't yet touched. Meaning if you pack out a mutar, uh, so let's read again. You can plant, you're allowed to plant underneath the parts of the tree that have not yet had the vine reach it. If, however, it did grow there, all what you can do is simply you can just bring it back. Um, it says you'd bring it back immediately. And those, the, the, that which is growing underneath it won't become asr. Why? Because your yadat wasn't that this vine should overtake the tree. 
Therefore, the, it would only be Asur if you saw it and you were Mekayim. Is that in the Gemara, what you just read? I was reading Reb Chaim. Ah, okay, okay, okay. okay. Sorry. No, okay. Yeah. okay, all the Mishra says, Yechzirena. Okay. Yeah. Now, Lach Reb Yeshua Etzer Reb Yishmael. There was an incident where, where um, Reb Yeshua went to Reb Yishmael, uh, what was by Reb Yishmael, I should say, Mikfar um, Aziz. Okay? And... If the Herau Geffen, he showed him a vine, Shuhu Mudla, that it was propped up, Al Mixat Taena and Parva fig tree. Amar Loi said, Mani la Vizera Tachata Motar, can I plant underneath the regions of this fig tree that have not yet had, although the vine's not there, I should say. So Amar Loi, yes, it's Mutar, and that seems to support, so we've got a Mesa that supports this idea that a whole fruit tree is not battle to the vine. So it doesn't become like this Apifriot. Now, Velo Misham Labait Maganya. Then he went to, 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 to another place. So what is this referring to? A sycamore tree, what they'd do is they'd cut it down early. They'd sort of stump it, if you like. And then it would start growing big, long beams, which would be used for construction. So therefore, kora, even though kora is a beam, it's referring to the branches of such a tree. And there were many branches on it. Meaning only the branch on which the the vine is growing, that entire branch, even the parts that the vine hasn't reached, you wouldn't be able to plant underneath it. But the other Koroto Mutar. Now there's two explanations why that is. Kat, uh, Kati cites them actually on the Mishnah. He says one is a Tosefta that we say when it comes to a sycamore tree that each branch is like an Ilan Bifneatzma. That's one way of explaining it. Or another explaining is the Tosfet Yotov that says no, a sycamore tree is a shikma, is like a perot, uh, is like a Ilan Pri, Ilan Maachal. And therefore, it's the whole tree is not battle to the vine. However, what we learn from this case is that even on an Ilan Ma'achal, if the vine is on one of the branches, that entire branch, the whole length of it is, if you like, let's say battle to the vine or part of the vine, and therefore you couldn't plant underneath the, the parts of that branch, even, even though the vine has not reached it. Okay, so just to say clearly again. I like, know if we go... Sorry, the Hainu, if we go to this top picture you have here, so you go to the to the to the to the things um, um, uh, uh, vertical from 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 left so to the, right. Where, the where picture, the picture's not a tree, here. right? The picture's the picture's a frame. I didn't bring a picture of a tree. No, I understand, it's, but it okay. grows further yeah. along if you do a straight line. So under there, you're also not allowed to plant. Correct. Right, and in between you are. Uh, well, well, about the frame, we'll, we'll we'll discuss in the Mishnah in a minute. Uh, the Gemara is going to discuss the frame case, okay? Just not to confuse it. Now we say, Ilan Sarak. Um, what is an Ilan Sarak? <coughs> the Mishnah says, well, the first explanation is like we say everywhere else in Shas, Kol Sha'inosa Peirot, any fruit, non-fruit bearing tree. Rabbi Meir says, Hakol Ilan Sarak, with respect to this law. Now remember, the difference in this law between Ilan Sarak and Ilan Peirot, Ilan Machal, is whether we say that if the vine is on part of it, underneath the entire tree, you're not allowed to plant anymore. We said by Lansurak, we said that that is the whole, it, the whole thing becomes like this frame and if we can't plant underneath any of it, have a Lamacha, we say it's not but people don't mavatala to the vine, so therefore only under the branches on which the vine is already growing, under there would be us where everything else would be muta. So Rabbi Meris says, everything is considered a Lansurak, even an apple tree, an orange tree, doesn't make a difference for this law. Except for trees that are much uh, more chashu, if you like, a zayt and a olive and fig tree. 
Rabbi Yossi says, Kol kamon sadot shlemot. Any, any, uh, any type of tree that you wouldn't plant orchards for it, that's hareza ilan sarak. Then it would be have the status of ilan sarak for this law. For this, in, in that, that it would be battle to the whole, if you like, let's call it, I'm using the term battle, but the whole thing would be asked to plant underneath it, even if the vine is only growing on partially. Okay. Now, let's bring the Gemara. Now, we've looked at this frame. That's why I left the picture on the screen. You see the frame. If, if there, there are sort of horizontal bars that are spaced on which this vine is going to grow. So now what the Mishnah asks is, how do we, what about the spacing? How do we understand the spacing? It says, the Mishnah only makes sense is Mishlosha va'ad arba matnita. If the spacing between those bars or poles is between three and four tfachim. Why? Because if it's pachot mishalosh, if it's less than three, it's like having a big board. It's kasatum on the top. And if it's a big board on the top, then you've got like, Reb Chaim says, you've got effectively like a mechitza and you're allowed to plant underneath it. Because you're no longer planting underneath the vine. You're not planting like, you're, it's like the vine is going along, along the table and you're planting underneath the table. It wouldn't be a problem. Important law. If it's Mishroshavad Arba, Mashlim, that's exactly what Amish is talking about. Between three and four, that's when we say we have to be concerned about even the parts along this frame that the vine hasn't reached and you can't plant underneath any of the frame. However, Arba, if we've spaced four apart, then we say Nachatula. What's Nachatula? If there's four spacing, you can plant underneath the remainder. Why? Because they're not automatically going to jump from one to the next anymore. What's going to happen? It'll grow a bit and with a weight assistance, simply drop down. It'll sort, of, it'll sort of bend over the, the last frame it's on and it won't immediately extend across. And that's why if, the, if these bars are spaced significantly apart, which the Gemara is saying is four tfachim, then we say that the, the, it's like you can plant underneath the parts of the frame that the vine is not resting upon. Okay. But cer- certainly, certainly only the path which is not overgrown yet by the frame. Correct, correct. That's what we're talking about. The rest yeah, of the, 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 rest, the, the, the vine motel. is no question. Right. Right. Okay. Now, and is, uh, there, is there no, is there no, sorry, is there no height um, um, uh, restriction? Or, I'm not or, sure why or, there would be. Uh, three to a gdim bokimbo, let's say that that it's too low, that it's already like on the ground itself, and then it becomes already together, then become kilayim. Masha'enke, when it's twenty armor high, then it's probably no kilayim. I don't, I don't think, I don't think we find that. Meaning, the you're not a plant underneath the vine. Full stop. I don't think it matters how high or the low it is. The only thing that lets you plant is if you've got some sort of mechitza between them. And here, a frame, unless there's less than three fucking spacing in between, like we yeah. said previously, right. that's when it's satum and then you'll be able to plant yeah. underneath it. Yeah. Um, I don't think I don't I don't think height necessarily matters. Okay, let's continue. Rabbi Yanko Bar Idi Beshem Rab Shimon Belakish says, okay, now, now the question is Ad Heikhan. Sorry, I missed two words. In other words, how much of this frame do we say is also? Right. Let's say it's only. Let's say the whole length of this frame is fifty amot. You've made this massive frame for this decorative garden, whatever it is, and this vine is only in the very beginning of it, the first two amot. And we say you can't plan across this entire frame, this high, you know, the entire pergola, if you want to call it that. <clears throat> so then Gemara says, no, you don't have to worry about ad arba. So so Rabbi Yaakov bar Idi b'shem Rabbi Shimonakiv says ad arba amot. Only four amot of the region that the vine is not covering would be would be a problematic. So in here, in this picture, I say up to there, but even further would be say okay. Rabacha, Rabchinina, Beshem, Rabshimon, Ben Lakish, they say ad shish ad shesh amot. 
That's the gears we have in front of us. It's actually interesting that the uh, Fulda says it should say Shishat Vachim, but the Gra keeps here Sheshamot. In other words, it says it, it's to, it, it, the, the part of the frame will be problematic is even further, six Amot. Okay. Amar of Mana. Ramana says as follows. That I went to Kisra and I heard, Gesari, again, it was one of the other places we know that Yerushalmi was uh, studied, or was, was, was put together, I should say. And he said, it was another center of Torah. We say, he says that I heard, it says, then we say it's mutar. Meaning if you've got two frames, one next to the other, we just say the frame that the vine's growing on is also and the second one is okay. Meaning we don't merge them together and treat them as one. However, Amar of Chinana, the Tani, or Rav Chinat Palig the Tani, this is another, the Rav, the Grag, gives it is. He says, Asur. He says, even if you've got two frames, if it's the way in its configuration, the vine could jump from one to the next, then you treat it as one frame, and even the second frame would be Asur. The Vatani Ken, as you say, Rabbi Shimon ben Lazar Omer, so I think Bain P4 the P4, then we say Kefifor Echad, who then we trade like one. Okay, let's continue. Um Hamadle Tagefen ad al Miksat Ilan Machal says, Ma bain Ilan Machal, I'll get to that in a second. Ma bain Ilan uh Ilan Sarak or Ma Baini Man Machal. What, what, why is it when we said to Ilan Sarak that we said that the ho- underneath the entire tree you can't plant if the vine's over part of it, but a Malam Ma'achali says only the region which the vine is over is problematic? We say simply, Adam Mavateli sounds like a big funnel, that someone's willing to Mavatel, if you like, dedicate his, his entire tree to prop up this vine. However, that's why we say even the areas in which it's not covering would be problematic to plant underneath it. However, Ilamach, um, However, However, someone's not going to mavatel his fruit tree to be the supporting structure for a vine. That's why it's only the sections underneath that where the vine is growing that you cannot plant, but the other parts are okay. Now, Tamantaninan. Uh, we've had a mam bane, so I think that's why the, the Gemara brings this case as follows. It says, Kol chamatot tzurot, torot chutz mishel ha-arvi'im. So what, what's a chemet? Chemet is like a, it's like a leather water bottle. And in this context, what it means is you've taken some leather and in order to hold its contents, you simply just tie it together. So it's like you can imagine you've taken the skin of an animal, so you've pulled it straight off. The way that I think they used to do it is that literally cut off, like, say, the head and the legs and then pull it straight down. So you'd have a, like a, a, almost like a, a, co, a, um, a, like a cylindrical sort of full shape and then they'd tie them, okay? And that's how, that's how they hold it together. So we say in that situation... That all the chamatot, if they're just tied, we say the torot. They are tahor. <coughs> Why? Because as soon as you untie it, the whole thing was mit- would 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 um, would come apart. Uh, I'll just to get the right lash on. It says it was mit pashetu mit patelakli. So what what do I mean tarot and tameot? It's under, it's important to appreciate the language from Sero tarot that when it, when you refer to something as tarot or tameot, it means is this defined as a clear that it's susceptible to tumah? Okay. So in other words, it sounds like that since this thing, you just simply untie the string, the whole thing will fall apart. Then, it, then it's not considered a clee even because as soon as you untie it, the whole thing falls apart and it's not susceptible to tumor. However, except for those that the RV ones, and though, that is because when they would tie them together, they're doing such a tight way that even when you undid the knot, they the were, it was clamped together so strong that it would stay together. 
Okay, so that's why it's considered a clean. Rebbe Mero says, Tzoror hasha'at tahorot. When it comes to, if it's a temporary one, it's tahor. If it's meant to be tadele olam, then it gives it the status of a clear that it therefore it's tmeot. Rabbi Yossi says, kol chamatot tzorot tahorot. He says, they're all tahorot. Now, the Gemara continues, it tani tani machalet. Oh, There's another Tana that says that when it comes to Shittib Rebbe Meir, he actually says it the other way around. If it's temporar- temporarily tied, then it's Tmeot. And if it's full, if it's tied Le'olam, then it's Torot. Now we say, Rabbi Yaakov, so firstly, Rabbi Yaakov Baracha says, look, it makes more sense, Kamat Nitin. says, Rabbi Yaakov, Yaakov, Beshem, Rabbi Yaseh, Kamat Nitin. It makes a lot more sense. Right? And Rabbi Yudin, Simana de Kalim, um, it says, Simana de Kalim Kilaim. What's that mean? Our Mishnah is a Siman for that. Why? Just as we came to this, this frame, we says the Ilan We find that when it came to this frame, also let's talk about Ilan Sarak, a non-fruit bearing tree. We said it, as soon as he's mavatalet, it becomes like a pifior, like this frame, the whole thing is battle to the vine. And then you can't plant out under it. Hachanami as well, Sror Olam, if you're tying it forever, Shabbat and you never want to untie it, therefore it's also a kesh, um, therefore it's made like a kli. In other words, what we're trying to say, he says, your siman to prove which way the girsi is, um, is like our Mishnah. In other words, it seems to be if your intention is to mavatel it, meaning have it there forever. So mavatel, the, the non fruit bring tree, to this vine that's growing on it. Therefore, it becomes like a whole frame for it, and therefore you can't plant underneath it. So that's an intention of permanence. So too, an intention of permanent of, be, of being permanent or not would make it a clean. That's how he says. Dim Loken, or Dalken, it says, Ma bein soror lama bein because if you have it the other way around, I don't understand. Why would it be soror is to me, or soror lama would be torot? So he says, I'll explain. He says, uh, in other words, you have to appreciate it's not just will this will this um, clear hold, is is the clear complete? Meaning if you're just going to have a haphazard one, you don't care about the trimmings. So therefore, as soon as you tie it together, we have Gemara clear. It's already complete. That's why you could say, however, if you just tie this leather bag, um, it's a, a, and you want to have it there permanently. This you this you want this to be your leather bag. Then we say that it's not considered a clear yet. Why? Because it's sarichituch. It needs to be trimmed off at the edges, and you haven't yet reached gemara kli. It's not yet finished. And only once it reaches gemara kli, then you give it a status of a kli. So that's how you could possibly understand the other girsa. The you other use it, no. Sorry. Even if you still have to cut it up, you're using it already. Yeah, but it doesn't matter because it has to reach what you have to have gemarically. You can have, I'll give you an example. You can have things that you can use as not a clear. I'll give you the most uh, simple example. You're destined. No, you'll see later that Golme Kalim. We'll talk about it. We'll see. Wait, wait, we won't actually see it. I mean, we'll see it in Mishnayas, right? <laughs> you'll see there's certain situations that if the clear is not finished, even if it might be usable, it's not considered a finished clear. It's not considered acceptable to Tumaya. Um, I'll show you. Uh, it says, I'll read Rav Chaim. It says, that if it's a tzoror, I'll give you an example. So just as something usable doesn't mean it's considered a kli, um, and acceptable tzoror. I'm sure the is an example of that. Anyway, 
שמתחת חינותו יפה יודקתם נעשי, וכל שלא חתכו עדיין אין זה גמר מלאכתן, אז יהיה גמר קלין אוספטבול תפמלאק אקספי. אוקיי, let's continue. פסקי אריס. You have an aris. We said this is a, this is a vine that's trained across a, a wall. And we said that once you've done that, what happens? We, it gives it a status of like a kerem, like we've been saying in this, pas, in this perek, and you'd have to leave dalet amot from these sides of it. Now we say, piskaris shmona amot ve'od. What happens if you had a nicely long uh, aris of, say, 11 that has gone across a wall and one got ripped out in the middle? We say the break in the middle, in order for you to plant in between, it has to be shmona amot, eight amot, and a little bit more. Um, uh, so I'll just read Rechaim. You can see in the picture, but I'll show in Rechaim. In the middle one got destroyed. You got two arisim, five and five. I see in the picture. You cannot plant in them between them. We'll see as it, as it continues. Now, it says, um, it says, All the midot the chachamim say in a vineyard, you never see the concept of a dimension that you need chamesh and a bit more. Importantly, and a bit more is going to be a tefach. We'll see that in the Gemara. You only see this concept of odd in this case. So Elin Piscaris says, We've got a trellis, uh, this, this, this vine, it's trained along a wall. And he says, and the middle of it's been shacharav emtzol. You've got five on each side. Im sham. If you have shemona amot, if you've only got eight amot in between, lo sham. You cannot plant in between those two in that, that space that's marked by my arrows in between those two those two sections. However, if you've got shemona amot, not ninlo avodato motar. All you have to leave then is from the ends only avodato, which is what which is only six tfachim, and then you can plant the remainder. It's born reader Rechaim, he says, If you remember, this whole shir har by naris is from the side of it. That's the four amot. If you're planting towards the end of it, going in the, like, in the parallel direction, or like the continuing along the length of it, if you like, then we say, um, then all you'd have to leave is six tfachim. So to here, since it was an aris and it was destroyed, if there are eight amot, then it's asul izroa, even, even over here, just here, like in between, you wouldn't be able to plant there at all. Even though normally at the end you can plant six bachim. Because the, the, the broken part in the middle of aris, we say if it's eight amot, it's considered part of the aris. Um, it says, odd. Uh, it goes back to the status. Then we look at now as not one big aris. You look at it as two separate aris, like aris, sort, aris yeah, whatever they are, two, two of these. Then all you have to do is, is six tfachim here and you can plant in the space in between. Not. That's what it says. Now, aris shehu yotzer mina kotel. There are so many explanations of what this means. Um, I'm going to delay giving you all the explanations till tomorrow. Just to give you a preview. Um, this is, these are my diagrams from the Mishnah Yomit. Right, you got this is a Bartonura coin to Kahati, Bartonura coin to Art Scroll. You got the Rosh, the Rambam, which is interesting here. Reb Chaim explains, Reb Chaim explains what he understands the well, the way the picture shows it. Well, he explains the uh, the Rush, not like either of those two, but saying it's a bit like I think Ferris explains the Rambam, but it gets a bit confusing. But for simplicity, we'll, we'll do this tomorrow. 
because that's when the Gemara discusses it. But it says, Arish Yotem Let's look at the first explanation of uh, Reb Chaim, who he, who he quotes as the Rush. It says, Arish Yotem Menakotel Mitocha Keren Bekav. Which sounds like it's, you've, got, you've got two walls, you've got two on one wall and three on the other. And those two walls are meeting, they're at right angles to one another, as you can see in the picture. What you do, or simply, you don't have a full arist now, so you sim not You can simply pl- you can leave six tfachim at the end, and then plant what you like. Rabiosa amar im ein sham arba amot. If there's no, if you don't have four amot from here till the end of the wall, importantly, then lasham. And the idea is because otherwise, remember, Rabiosa is always choshesh for, if you recall, for um, something that's chavush. If you remember, we had a single vine that's in a guma. He says, if there's not four amot, you can't plant in there. So that's, that's the, if you like, uh, the explanation of this, which we'll see in tomorrow in more detail. Let's continue. What happens if you've got these, these uh, some, some, some sticks sticking out of the end of the aris? Okay. And you don't want to cut them off. So read your Chaim Yitzah. This is important. He says, Even if you don't want to cut them off, you don't want to cut them off, you want to keep them there. However, since they're not present in order for the, the vine to continue growing along it, meaning that the explanation is that it, it wasn't in your mind that the vine would continue to be trained along that extension of the areas that you simply didn't want to cut off. Then we say, then it's not considered like the whole trellis, like we said before, and under which we said, if there's a trellis on which you're training a vine, you're not allowed to plant underneath even the part on which the vine isn't reached yet. This wouldn't be that case, because again, you haven't in, they're, they're only present there because you simply don't want to cut them off, but they're not there because you want to train the vine. Therefore, Therefore, you're allowed to plant underneath it. However, if the end of this wall this aris, as we said, you're, you're all this uh, fence, you're, you've got these little sticks sticking out the edge of it, and you want it so the vines will grow along it, then it's very much like our, our Pifriot case. Then what do we say? We say, um, then, then, then it's our sort of plant underneath it. Okay, let's continue. What if you have like a, a shoot a, a coming out of my aris, sticking out? Um, you look at it as if there's a plum lying hanging underneath it and therefore anything immediately underneath it you wouldn't be able to plant uh, connect it would be asur however on either side of it would be absolutely fine also a single vine that's been propped up as well now what if you've got two different vines and you take a branch from one and you're trying to connect it to the other then once again, we say immediately underneath that single branch would be asul, tachta would be asur, but on either side, it would seem to be okay. I read Reb Chaim. He says, um, he says, This is here. He says, says, since it itself is from the vine, it makes aso anything underneath it. On each side of this branch, but you don't need any harchaka. Because only harchaka you actually need is from the ikaragefen, from the actual base of the vine. From the branches, you don't need any harchaka at all. You just have to make sure nothing is pl- nothing immediately underneath those branches. Okay, let's continue. Sipka bechevel. What happens if you take if you're trying to get a branch to reach another one, uh, or 
but it's actually not really trying to get it to reach the other one. What you're doing is you're, this branch is hanging down. And what you're doing is you sort of, you tie a string to it and connect it to another tree in order to lift it up, to raise it up. He says, we said, by underneath that string is fine. You can plant underneath it. However, Asao, if you put, if you use that rope, when you tie it to the other tree, in order, in order the vine will continue to grow along that rope and reach the next vine, if you like, then we say, well, that's like a pifriot. Now you're do that's like, that's like, that's, um, Again, because it's considered, if you like, part of the vine, and you wouldn't be able to plant underneath it. Midrabana. Okay, let's. Now we continue. Late had a palega era. Now, what the Gemara is going to do now is is really pick on this one point in the Mishnah that it said. I can just get rid of this. Um, is the one point in the Mishnah that said is that this is the only place we find that we have this idea of the odd, an extra the odd. Now the question is, why is that? And uh, we says late had a palega rebizir doesn't think be cholik rebizira. The rebizira ma shmona shmona chutz mimakomakarti. That we said the spacing in a vine is eight, excluding the the roots, the the, the actual trunks of the tree. So you see the chachamim also have the concept where it's not exactly eight; it's a, a, eight and a bit more. So we say no nimza. We find that it's shmona mad vakoshul. So valam So why did why did the gemara say this is the only place the piskeris is the only place we find the the concept of the odd. So it says, "Velot tispor kahid amar Rabbi Yochanan kol midrash amrochim ve'od tefach v'hahen ribatziv chalafum ken lo tanitah." In other words, you have to appreciate ve'od in our Mishnah doesn't mean just a mashuhu, doesn't mean any amount it, or anything significant. When you see ve'od, it means a tefach. Therefore, in our Mishnah, when it says shmone ve'od, it means eight and a tefach, not eight and a mashuhu, eight and a tefach. And that's and in the case of what if you the, the reason why I didn't include the case of Rebizira is because when Rebizira says is the spacing between the vines is up to an eight, not including the, the bases, the trunks. Well, the trunks themselves would be more than a tefach. So therefore, our mission is the only case where it's again eight and a odd, meaning and a tefach. That's why I didn't also include Rebizira's case. So then Gemara is going to keep challenging this. Reb Ziona, by Lama late nan amrin, kol midot sha'amru chachamim en bahem ve'od. Chuz mi piskaris. If that's the case, why don't we simply say, in other words, it seemed to be in our Mishnah, we said, kol midot sha'amru chachamim ve'kerem, specifically in the laws of kilai, kilai kerem, you don't find this concept of ve'od. So the Reb Ziona says, why, do you make it, why didn't the Mishnah make an even bolder claim? Why didn't it simply say, Komakom that uh, that you never find anywhere in the Chachamim or anywhere in Shas or anywhere in the world of Midot this concept of Vaod, because it seems to be this is only case. So then, what the Gemara is going to do now is try and find other cases to explain why the Mishnah had to say we don't find this Vaod only in the Kerem. So let's just uh, move. Sorry, we're a bit longer today. And it says as follows: It says Vatanin and Eser Eser Kabim Kabim Yerushalmiim Shein Shisha Eserinim Vaodim. Now, this is referring to the Midah of the Mincha offerings of a Nazir. And there it says it's actually 10 Kabim Yerushalmiim, which if you convert it to the Midah of the Midbariot, that's Shesh Esronim, that's six, six Isaron and two odds. Two odds here is two thirds. Okay, another third for each. That's uh, when, uh, in Menachot, like that you will, uh, actually, again, not in Yerushalmi, but in Mishnah Asim, in, in, in Dafyomi, you'll see, you'll, you'll learn that sugya. So he says, no, that's different. The reason why you can't say, the reason why we can still say our case is exclusive, because that's talking about middle, that's talking about volumes. 
And the claim in our Mishnah has got to do with with space on the ground. So therefore, don't bring me that case as another case of odd, because it's not. So back to our original question, why can't our uh, Mishnah make an even more bold claim that this is the only place in Shas we find a Ve'od. So we try and bring another proof. I've got another one. Vataninan. Rabbi Yossi ben Meshulam Omer Ve'od kav lemea seashtut lemedame. Now what this is referring to is when it comes to Truma, this will spend a bit more time on because it's important for Zrayim, <coughs> that if Truma falls into Chulin, you need a hundred times it to Mavatele. Okay? If it's Batel, then all you do is just take out a replacement one, give it to the Kohen to so to make him happy. Um, you know, it's not really to make him happy, sorry, to, uh, because, um, because again, because it, it's rightfully his and it, it's Mamun Kohen. We'll discuss it later on. However, if it's less than 100 times it, then the whole thing com- becomes Maduma. What you have to do is you sell the whole mixture of the Kohen, the whole thing, minus the part that he didn't have to, wouldn't have had to pay for, which is the Truma part inside it. Now, the question is, what's 100 to 1? According to the first opinion of Tanakama and that Mishnah, it's literally you do 100 parts Cholin and one part Truma. According to According to uh, according to Rabbi Yossi, all you need is really ninety plus a shtut of the medame, which is a sixth of one seah, which is a seah, which is the seah of truma that's falling into it, which is literally a kav. Okay, so here we have another concept of a vaod. So that's why maybe that's why our Mishnah couldn't be given a, give a universal claim. So the Gemara rejects that as a proof as well. It says no taman the middle the That's another case of midot. Where our case, our case is one of a mod of space, not of volumes. So again, why can't our mission make a universal claim? So the Gemara asks another question. You see here that we talked about what's a karpaf. Again, that's for Iruvin. That a karpaf that's not hukaf ledira, this is like an area which is like still wood and stuff. That's if it's not surrounded for the purpose of dwelling in, then we say that the if it's if it's a 70, um, if it's a beta 50, it's not beta time, I think it is 50 by 100, which if you're going to square it off is 70 vishirayim, the 70 in shirayim. Um, then if it's that size, you can't carry in it. That's a din of a karaf. Okay. In, in However, so, so again, don't we see a shirayim? Don't we see a concept of odd? And we're talking about space and dimensions on the ground. So we say, no, that's different because our Mishnah Vaod is a specific tefach. And Shmuel Amar says, What's the Shirayim? Well, if you do the square root, you do all your maths again, you can go through that exercise. Then really, it is actually, it's 70 and two-thirds of an Amar, which is not a Tefach. Two-thirds of an Amar is Fortfachim, right? So again, we're back to our original question. Um, then why is it that in our, why, is our, why does our Mishnah say exclusively that you never find uh, it, so why doesn't it say exclusive? Why does it, why does it just say you only find this concept of an odd in Kerem when quite clearly it could have said you own, that we only find this concept of an odd here in all of Shas? Um, because again, all the other proofs we tried to bring of concept that you might think is a and a little bits, either they're talking about volumes or it wasn't a tefach. So therefore we're left with that question. And which I find fascinating, by the way, is the Gra actually takes out the word Kerem in the Mishnah. <laughs> so then I don't know how you understand the Sukkah, but... Um, I didn't get a chance to look at that, but that's the case. Okay, so let's just, uh, let's, are we going for time? Let's just uh, do a little bit more so we can finish the daf. It says, Elum Piscaris. Now, the Piscaris, if you recall, is this case. I'll just quickly share the screen. Uh, just quickly do it here. No wrong one, this one. Okay, Piscaris is this case. We had the whole thing train along a wall and, some, and one broke out in the middle. So you had 11, one broke in the middle, 
And that what the Gemara says as follows. The Loshnir doesn't make a difference. It doesn't make a difference if a fence came first and you planted 11 and then one got destroyed. That's right. Or you planted first. And after that, you built the, the fence was there to hold it, to prop them all up. And then after that, in the middle one got ripped out. And in the event, we say, the law of Aris and Piscaris would apply. Now, there's the order of how you constructed this Aris, whether it was trees and fence and fence and trees, doesn't make a difference. It has the status of Aris, meaning status of Aris means now, even though it's one row, you can't plant within four amot to the side of it. And Piscaris, this din, if one breaks out in the middle, if the, you need a Shmoneva Od, eight and that extra Tefach in order if you want to plant, if you like, but like in that space, that void that was created by the one that was destroyed. Okay, that's a shear. Rabbi, why is... Um... Why is it mutar to, to put a, a, a geffen into a fruit tree? Because when it comes to, see, I, I, I thought, I, thought I was, we, we saw previously when it comes to kilaim, the only issue of kilaim was planting with kilaim in a kerem, we yeah. said was, uh, if you recall, tfua and yerek. Okay. We saw before the fruit trees in a vineyard is not a problem, number one. Now, mm-hmm. training along it, now, the only thing when it comes to trees, the issue of kilaim is grafting. So just by propping it up along a fruit tree, it doesn't. You're not planting and you're not grafting. So it doesn't seem to be. Uh, it doesn't seem to be violating kilaim, even though <laughs> even though visibly you, 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 it looks a bit wrong. It doesn't seem to be a problem. I see. Good. Thank you. Okay. Cool.